What are we talking about? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play. Come after me! I'm a man! I'm 40! Can't wait! I'm going to start this show by once again shouting out that intro, loving the intro, but I'm going to add to that, and I want to ask you guys a question to start, and I asked this on Cheap Seats. Um, you play to win the game. Mm-hmm. What quote out of that intro? Like, what quote? I'm a man. I'm 40. What quote out of that intro, or even without that intro, is the most famous and recognizable to you, gets you hyped up each time? Um, I mean, it's probably the, you play to win the game. Like that's like synonymous, you know, every time you hear it, you just know Herm Edwards and, you know, Herm Edwards is really good at kind of being intense a lot of the time when he's saying things. And I feel like that's between that and probably like Singletary can't win with him or whatever. Yeah. I love that one. Can't win with him. What do you got free playoffs playoffs? You have more. Yeah, man, that's 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 pretty iconic one. I mean, because you know that that at some there's a lot of fan bases out there. Let's just say like the Raiders every year are like playoffs. It's got to live in their heads. Certain fan bases, you're like playoffs. Really, that's gonna happen. Well, we have another great show for you, sideline the sideline. We are starting. I am one of your hosts, the wire to wire Gene, the NFL genius, Gene Walzak. And to my left, I got the prince of production of Sports Empire Network, Kyle Edwards. How you feeling tonight, Kyle? Are you chomping at the bit? I am. I actually just did an episode earlier today. But, um, yeah, you know, w- wish my team was kind of in a better position. But, you know, I'm still enjoying the season, even, even though with a slow start. And just happy to be here another week with you guys. And then directly below me, I got my man, my brother from another, T.H., Double the G-O-D-F-R-E-Y, taking it deep with the Godfrey. Yeah, man, I'm just glad uh, my team's 4-0. Football season has been exciting, lots to talk about, and uh, I can't really can't really complain, man. Likes I know gift. this is baseball season. I mean, I know this is football season, but it's beautiful to have a red October. Oh, yeah, I was there last night. I seen. Oh, man, it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. Uh, that guy, Bryson Stock, gets more popped than Daniel Bryan in wrestling. Like with that song, when he comes up, like everybody's singing it, and I was just couldn't believe it. Oh, amazing, amazing atmosphere. I mean, you know, like Stubb said, you know, if you don't get Philly, you you fucking leave because when the teams are good, there's not many cities. There are cities, but there's not many cities that rival it. You know, and it's just. You just can't beat the passion and it all comes to a crescendo. So it was awesome. So it's like that at every Eagles game, really, though. But I mean, it's it's crazy. So I love it. Well, we're gonna try a different approach this week. We're gonna go through the games, but we're gonna hit the storylines of last week when we get to their teams this week. So we're gonna start with games immediately and we're gonna hit the storylines for each game. So let's start with this one. Is Matt Eberflus fired if the Bears look bad tonight? out the commanders if they lose tonight 
Do you think Matt Eberflus is fired by Saturday? I'll start with that one. That's tonight's game. Washington Commanders at the I mean Chicago Bears at the Washington Commanders. The Commanders are two and two. Coming off a moral victory over the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm-hmm. The Chicago Bears are 0 and 4, coming off another blown lead, 28 to 7 versus the hapless Broncos. Who do you got tonight? What do you think happens? And do you think Matt Eberflus to s- survives this weekend? I mean, I have the Commanders winning tonight. I, I feel like Eberflus has to be on the hottest seat. So obviously if they lose tonight, it's going to be like, you know, the Commanders are a team that I guess Bears should probably feel like it's a game they could possibly win. But I feel like if it's if it's a game that's ugly, where you know Fields and the offense looks disjointed, the defense can't stop the enemy and Howell and all them. How how does he make it through this weekend? Seeing how this season is progressing, all the Claypool stuff, and you know the game against Denver, the way that ended, and losing that one, I, I just don't see how he makes it through the weekend if they lose tonight. How many people? I'm just wondering. Uh, how many teams in the NFL? Have won football games since Elon Musk's purchased Twitter. Say what? How many teams have won a football game since Elon Musk's Elon Musk has purchased Twitter? I think that was last October, November, right? Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, how many teams have won a football game since then? At least one. Everyone. I would like to think everybody has, except okay. the Chicago Bears. Right? Yeah. The Chicago Bears. Bears have not won a football game since Elon Musk has purchased Twitter. It's embarrassing. And if I'm a yeah. Chicago fan, yeah, they have the, the Barstool selling the jersey, the shirts. I think they're hilarious. And on the front, it says sad. And on the back, it has like a list of like, I don't know, it's got to be like 30 quarterbacks with their names crossed out and Justin Fields being the next one on the list. Mm. I, I honestly, and I'll go both ways in this, right? I think Justin, and maybe maybe I'll be proven wrong. I've been proven wrong before. Carson Wentz did it to me. Maybe Justin Fields would do the same thing. Been right a lot, but I've been wrong, and I'm openly admit when I'm wrong. Maybe Justin Fields will prove me wrong. But I look at him and I see a guy that could be a very good quarterback in the right system, and I think that a lot of people seen that for the first three quarters on Sunday when they played the Broncos. And then Eberflus, and I don't know, man. It, it felt like the Broncos moved up the field in the second half at will. And Justin Fields made two terrible, terrible turnovers again down the stretch. It almost feels like they're playing full full speed, and they're like, all right, no, we can't win this game. So let's screw this up real quick, and let's turn the ball over. He's done it eight out of his last 11 losses. Do you realize how ridiculous that is? Where he's had a fourth quarter turnover with the game on the line. Yeah, that's that's alarming. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, systems matter, coaches matter, um, and I, I just think that the Bears didn't set him up for success. I mean, if you're really looking at tonight's game, it, it's maybe a game of what could have been or what it should have been. Maybe the Bears should have been trying to interview Eric Bieniemy. I mean, what other guy would have been great for a quarterback like that that have been 
a calm presence that's worked with a young quarterback and a, and a Patrick Mahomes that's, you know, been an offensive guy his whole life. You know, I mean, but you went with Eberflus over at Biennemi, didn't even interview him. And I don't really, you know, I mean, it, it could have been what been. I mean, I would dare to say if Biennemi was the coach of the Bears, they'd be in a lot better situation, at least offensively, uh, with their young prospect and their young quarterback and in developmental. And I just think, um, you know, Eberflus should be fired, but I don't know if he will because the Bears are a bad organization. If you see Danny Dempsey constantly commenting October 22nd, that's because the Dolphins play the Eagles on Sunday Night Football on October 22nd, <laughs> and he is a Dolphins fan. Um, I just want to let you know what you're what you're watching and what you're getting into. Mm. I think Matt Eberf, I think the Bears lose this game right now. I'll tell you exactly how they lose the game. They're winning most of the game. They look good. Justin Fields looks good. And then it's a close game at the end, and Justin Fields turns the ball over. And that signals the end of the Hebrew flu error. I don't think he's a coach come Monday. I think it's a perfect time to fire him, right? You have a Thursday night football game. You have extended time before next week. You let him go. The DC's already gone. Let's let the uh, head coach go and let's call it a day. Let's be done with it. I think they fire him before the weekend's up. And I think that they'll collapse again as they've collapsed multiple times before. The commanders have looked good. Commanders have looked, you know, like a serviceable team. They played Philadelphia and Buffalo for their two losses, and they have two wins. So give them all the credit in the world. The Arizona Cardinals look better than most people have given them credit for, and they went to Denver and beat the Denver Broncos 35 to – I forget what it was, but they they beat them where – I think it was 35-33 where where the Broncos missed a two-point conversion after converting on a Hail Mary. Uh, Mm -hmm. My memory is pretty good, actually. That's exactly what happened. But um, I, I'm just interested to see what happens with this Bears storyline. And I also, I find it very intriguing how many people now are talking about, well, they should have given Eric Bieniemy a chance, just like Godfrey said. This isn't against Godfrey. Godfrey was always saying this. But I find it really intriguing how now all of a sudden it's not Patrick Mahomes building the offense. He's doing it with Sam Howell. What are we going to say now? Well, Sam Howell's got all these weapons and he's – he really was great. No, the dude, it's Eric Bieniemy. Can we start giving the game credit where credit is due? Eric Bieniemy should have been head coach a long time ago. Brian Flores should be a head coach, but we won't get into that. We'll we'll, we'll keep hiring Eberflus and Brandon Staley's and Cliff Kingsbury's. Sorry, Cliff Kingsbury caught a stray for no reason. But um, what's your prediction for tonight's game? I have one. I'll go thirty-one twenty-eight. Commanders. I think it's a high-scoring game. I don't think either defense stops one another. I think the only strength of the Washington defense is their front four, which leads to a huge running game for Justin Fields tonight. I think Justin Fields will be scrambling out of pocket quick. I think he's over of 43 and a half rushing yards. I think he crushes that. I think he has that in the first quarter, possibly. Um, I'll take the Commanders winning this one, 31-28. Yeah, I'm going to go... Uh... Commanders are going to win this one too. Um, you know, I, I I'll go. You know, thirty four, thirty one. I mean, uh, that, I don't know if it's going to go that high. I'm going to I'm going to adjust. That. I'm going to go twenty seven, uh, twenty seven, twenty one. Commanders, and I think um, if I'm Justin Fields, I'm going to start acting like Willie Beeman from any any given Sunday. Like you know what I mean? Like I, I'm I'm going to play how I have to play. 
to win. If you're going to bring up Willie Beeman. You got to sing the song. What? Steven Willie Beeman? Yes. I want to hear it. I, oh, man. Willie Beeman. Doesn't he say I'll be creaming? I don't know. What is, what is he saying? I got you. They call me Steeman. Willie Beeman and the girls are screaming. I'm yeah, would... creaming. Come on. You remember that? <laughs> the audience is not like our singing. The audience is not like our singing. That was know, the audience. Man. I've seen likes. I've seen likes. I mean, I yeah, he, listen, they Justin Fields is a un, in an unwinnable situation. The Bears have – I don't. my thing is, is if you fire Eberflus, who are you putting in a place? I mean, I, I don't know what's going on there. Um, they did play – you know, when you look at Fields, he did play better last week. He did play better. It's just that, you know, he had that turnover toward the end. And he played got, better versus defense. It just allowed 70 points. That's true. So I don't know if he's playing better or the Denver Broncos defense is just that bad. Yeah, the difference between him – and like a Carson Wentz who kind of degrade it is it's not a health concern really, but Ju Justin Fields, I think he just needs the right situation. The bears have not helped him. There's no stability there. Yeah. You cannot be a winning organization in the NFL with no stability. It does not work like that. And that is the main ingredient to any organization that has some semblance of success or that can grow a young quarterback is stability. And it takes a once in a lifetime quarterback to say, uh, F all that I could do it anyway. It's almost damn near impossible because there's just so many things working against you. Um, we'll see. I mean, you know, if I, like I said, if I'm Justin Fields, I, I'm not, I don't care what the coaches say. I'm balling out the way I know how to ball out. So I'm running, I'm running, I'm running that ball. I'm, I'm trying to make some plays happen. You know, I, I don't, I don't trust that they're going to put me in a position of success. That's my mindset if I'm him, but commanders win this game. Yeah, I agree. Commanders win. I'd probably go 27, 20. Although I think it's a good point that if Eberflus is gone, where do they go for their next hire? Because look, they can't get the enemy now because he's the guy in waiting in Washington. Who who would they target? That's what I would wonder. I don't think they target anything until the. Um, I don't think they target anything until the end of the year. I think they'll put an. Oh interim no, I agree. Coach. I was just saying, like, I wonder, like, who they would be the looking interim at. coach. Or are you talking about oh, for next like, year? Yeah, like next year. I, I think a lot of that depends on how the rest of this year goes. I think a lot of that depends on what they finish with record-wise, if they're drafting a new quarterback. I, I I don't think we're in the impression of understanding that. Uh, Danny, I, I don't think so. I really don't think so. I don't think either one of his defense can stop one of one each other. I think that if he doesn't take the Washington job, Eric Enemy might be the coach there next year. I mean, I listen, it, it's an obvious choice. Um, we'll see if, if, if Ron survives, I, I, yeah, I Chicago's think the, one of the worst franchises in all football and they so will Washington. Hire another, they will hire another unknown white coordinator over Eric B They will mark my words. Yeah. Mark my words. They'll do it. You'll see. They got rid of lovey really quick after lovey took that team to a super bowl. But yeah, I mean, lovey though, man, uh, he was a good coach, but things kind of just kind of, I, I don't know, man. It, we could get in that conversation about the Steelers. I'm hearing calls from Mike Tomlin now, and I think he's a great coach. But if well, we're going to get to the Steelers, I promise you, I got a topic for it. Let's leave that leave that go until we get there because we're going to hit these topics each each time. Um, we got a London game again. Now a lot of people don't know this is a London game. That's the funny part. The Buffalo Bills are listed as the home team, and if you looked at the spread and seen Buffalo Bills minus five and a half, minus six, 
you might have thought to yourself, all right, well, the Jaguars got to cover a six-point spread up in Orchard Park, New York. That's not the case. Jacksonville has played in London last week, and they will be playing in London again. They stayed there. They didn't travel home. They're adjusted to the timeline, whereas Buffalo is the home team flying out tomorrow to get there early Saturday morning, London time. I think this is a ripe upset pick, and I'll start. I have Jacksonville winning this football game outright. I think they don't even need the five and a half, six points. I think Jacksonville wins the football game. I think this is an emotional letdown for Buffalo. This is not a home game. They have to travel across the pond. And Buffalo has also chosen to take their bye week later in the season. So they got to come back and play at New York. Now that granted it's the Giants next week. So Buffalo's got a really slippery slope of games here. They just lost Tredavious White. Tredavious White's torn Achilles. He's out for the year. I think this is a bad spot for Buffalo. Von Miller's still not ready to come back. I, I like Jacksonville to win this football game outright. Yeah, I could see that. Um, I mean, look, I, I think it's definitely beneficial to Jacksonville staying out there. And I feel, I feel like with the line, it's obviously a reaction to what Buffalo did last week to Miami. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that travel over there is different. So I, I think I'm, I think I'm with you on that one. That Jacksonville should win this game. It's whether or not they will, because they've looked so up and down this season that I don't even know which Jacksonville team I'm going to get. And the loss of White is going to be big. I've been going back and forth with this one, but I, I think I'll go Jacksonville. Let's say like thirty twenty seven. I think it's way more low score. You know, last time these two teams played, it was 9-6 Jacksonville. It was in Jacksonville when they played. It was 9-6 final score where Josh Allen sacked Josh Allen. No. It's not oh, a joke. That's right. yeah, yeah. What year was that? What was that like? Two years ago. You know, I, I get the travel delay, and it does make sense. Um, but I will say – haven't been to London like six times. Like if you take the red eye and you have access to like a private jet, like these Bills players have, you should be fine. You know, they'll be, they'll have beds in that plane. Literally. Um, you know, 50, tiny, 60 of them, 70 of them. And they take a private jet. Yeah, man. They could just rent out a whole jet. I mean that, that you know, I, uh, I just have quite listen. I think Trevor Lawrence could be a good quarterback, man. He's a wildly inconsistent. He's definitely played below the expectation that everybody's had for him coming into the season. I don't know if it's just getting off to a slow start. I don't know what's going on. Everybody can have a bad game here or there. Look good last week. Yeah, he looked better. He looked better, but I, I, I expect him to do better than he has, especially having Calvin really in there with Christian Kirk. Um, you know, it, it definitely, I, I could see the upset. You get plus 194 right now if you want to go that route. Um, now it's down to five and a half, at least on free scores and odds. Um, you know, uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the Bills here. I, I, I'm not going to, I think they'll win. I don't know if they'll cover. I just think, you know, including myself, I think a lot of people writing the Bills off and the Bills just, they said to Miami last week, they're like, nah, man, this comes through Buffalo. They, they boat race them. And mm -hmm. so they, they showed me a lot. I mean, listen, I know they lost to the jets and you know, I just think they're ready to ship it. Stefan Diggs just said he, he, he was like, yeah, this is my game. 
He's like, Tariq, let me show you how to do it. Now, I'm not saying he's better than Tariq, but Stefan Diggs is pretty damn good. And uh, they they beat the brakes off them. So I, I think Buffalo is playing. I know Travis Wade's a big loss, man, but I, I want to see – I, I got to see the Jacksonville Jaguars take advantage of, uh, of matchups. And I, I just haven't seen that. Like, they they need to – they need to show up like they're ready to play the season. <laughs> you know what I mean? They look better. They are there. So the, the, they should be able to beat them. But I, I'm going Buffalo right now. But the Jaguars winning 17-14. That's such a low score. Uh, I, I got the Bills winning 28-24. You just changed your score. <laughs> no, I said, well, I said that they're not going to cover and the Bills will win. Uh, that, that's not, they're not covering there. Kyle? No, I said uh, 30-27. Jacks. You were the one that had the high score. I apologize, Godfrey. That's my fault. All right, let's move on to the next game in the docket. Let's go through the 1 o'clock, as we always do. Um, looking at a few 1 o'clock games, let's talk about C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud's going to go play at Atlanta, and I'm going to question, might be an overreaction, is C.J. Stroud, and I'm just asking him, is C.J. Stroud the best young quarterback, rookie quarterback, through the first four games? That we've ever seen. Ever? First four games. Mm -hmm. He's thrown for over 1,200 yards. He's had zero interceptions. I'm just asking. I'm not saying that he will be the best quarterback we've ever seen. Mm -hmm. But for the first four weeks, the only person that's thrown for more yards is Cam Newton. He also had four interceptions in that time span. Statistically, it's it's C.J. Stroud. Dak Prescott was another one to start off really strong. Carson Wentz started really strong their first years. My question would be, is C.J. Stroud – so let's make it a little easier. If you redrafted today, are you taking C.J. Stroud over Bryce Young and Anthony Richardson? Oh, Anthony Richardson is – yeah, I'm definitely – redraft here last year or whatever, it's it's always over Anthony Richardson, in my opinion. Um, you taking over Bryce, though. Yeah. Bryce went one. Yep. So you're swapping that pick now. Four games in. How about you, Kyle? What are your What are your thoughts? Do you think that you're taking CJ over Bryce? Yeah, I mean, I kind of thought going into the draft that Stroud probably should have been number one, but I understood why Bryce Young went number one. So I would, yeah, I would take Stroud one right now if we redrafted. I think that Bryce Young will eventually be the better quarterback, but I got to give CJ Stroud all the credit in the world. And I'll tell you where I've seen it most. I thought CJ Stroud was an absolute bust. Thought he was going to be a bust until, and you can know, you can note this. Wire to wire has this noted until Ohio State played Georgia in that college football semifinal game, in which I believe Georgia won 42 41. CJ Stroud versus Jalen Carter in that Georgia defense looked incredible. He was throwing the ball all over the yard. And since then, CJ Stroud has earned my respect. I still take Bryce Young over him, though. I, I I think the kid can be special. I think he's in a, a tougher situation. And in my personal opinion, I think that he will bounce back. Who do you got in this football game, though? Houston at Atlanta. Atlanta's favorite in this one. Um, everyone and their mother's been taking Houston. Let's see where you guys go. I got Houston, even though, you know, Atlanta's favorite because – they're in Atlanta, and they seem to win whenever they're in Atlanta. You get them outside of there. They look like a completely different team. But I think D'Amico Ryans will have the defense ready to stop the run. 
and I'm not trusting Desmond Ritter to make quality throw after quality throw to get my team points when needed. And I feel like with Stroud and the connections he's creating with Tank Dell and those guys, I think he'll be able to find openings against the Falcons' defense, especially if the offense struggles and that defense is out there too much. Yeah, just give me Houston this one. I'll probably take them. I'll go 24-16. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of ebbs and flows to the season, and he has impressed. Um, But I look at who he's played, and I got to question that too. You know, Jaguars haven't really been a real stout D. They've been okay. The Pittsburgh Steelers always get this pass. Everybody's like, oh, yeah, their D's good. Not really, if you look at a lot of the games they played. Um, you know, and you look at the QB rating and the QBR 27, 44, 86, 76. That's from the first to the last game. And, you know, he's done well. He, his, his first game was his biggest struggle and you got to get that to him because it was his first game of his NFL career. Uh, I think they're putting him in positions to win. I think D'Amico Ryan's making a difference, you know, and, and I, you know, I, I I'm going to go with the Texans here. Um, and I know the Falcons play better at home, but if people have really confidence in them, they would be favored by at least three points. And they're favored by one and a half in home. So there's kind of a split there, I guess, in the confidence, you know, with the public. But I, I'm going Texans because Desmond Ritter's awful. I mean, they're sticking with him. I don't know what for. Um, they're stunting. Somebody else said it. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, you watched it. And I don't know why Tyler Heineke's not in there. They want to win football games. Heineke's the clear better quarterback. He gives mm-hmm. you a better shot to spread the ball around and take advantage of other players that are on the team. It's vanilla with Desmond Ritter in there. You know, he can't even take advantage of Kyle Pitts, who was open all over the field the past week. Oh, my God. He was cutting defenders up. And yeah. And he has no idea where to go with the football. And Ritter can't get the ball to him. I am confident Taylor Heineke can. And they signed him knowing that this could happen. So if Heineke was playing, it's a lot closer of a game, but I think the Houston Texans cover and they beat them on the road because I think D'Amico Ryan's is going to have that defense ready and those DBs are going to take advantage of Desmond Ritter's mistakes. I, I think Houston's got the better coach. I think Houston's got the better quarterback. I, yeah. I'll take the Houston Texans also. I have the Houston Texans winning this game. Uh, don't be surprised if Atlanta wins though. Atlanta's a different team at home. Their secondary has been an incredible lead, starting with Jesse Bates. He's been out of this world. So let me just be clear there. I'm not picking against Atlanta for any other reason other than I think that the coach and quarterback are better on Houston. I think 24-21 uh, for me is Texans over the Falcons, and I think this is going to be a Damian Pierce game. Okay. Let's lead into the divisional matchup. The Tennessee Titans are taking on the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, someone tag Jory. Hopefully she's still here. We're talking about her Titans, so <laughs> – uh, resident Titans fan, she's pounding her chest because they just beat up on the uh, the Cincinnati Bengals and the skeleton ghost that is Joe Burrow, who's not listed <laughs> on the injury report this week. By the way, he is like he's really he selling. Says he says he's feeling like better feel than ever. Great. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I don't believe that. But. They did start one of three last year, though. Yeah, they're they're notorious for starting slow, but it's a little different when you see Burrow barely being able to move but you know that's that's the message he's putting out there well we'll see what the Bengals look like let's talk about this game let's talk about the uh Indianapolis Colts versus the Tennessee Titans the Colts coming off a disappointing huge comeback disappointing overtime loss 
to Puka Nakua and the Rams. The Titans coming off an absolute bashing of the Cincinnati Bengals. That front seven on Tennessee looked incredible. Who who you got in this one, Kyle? Kyle, I like I like the Titans in this one. Uh, the the Colts look they're they started off. You know, Anthony Richardson looked you know pretty good the first couple of weeks. I feel like defenses are starting to realize his limitations. I think the Titans defense will cause a lot of problems for him. I think what we saw the Titans last week as well. We saw Derrick Henry get going. I think that continues. And yeah, I see the Titans winning this one. I don't even know what kind of score we're looking at, but let's say 24. He's saying 24 for some reason, but 24 13, something like that. I think, Sorry, I think Titans favorite are, number. you don't have to get a score for every game if you don't want to. Okay. But if you just say Titans, uh, yeah, win. yeah I'll, I'll go with the Titans. I think the defense gives Richardson and, and the Colts offense some problems. So the Titans was one of the last games. Titans Bengals, one of the last games I fully watch on all 22. Um, their defense looks really good. I got to give them all the credit in the world. Harold Landry is looking great. Jeffrey Simmons is in the backfield every single play. Kevin Byard's obviously who Kevin Byard is. Sean Murphy bunting looks like such a great pickup for them. Um, I'm happy with the Titans defense as a whole. Uh, Derrick Henry started to fall in the Derrick Henry form. Mm-hmm. You're starting to worry about Tajay Spears out snapping him. People don't realize that this happens constantly to start the year. That Outside of the two huge years Derrick Henry had, almost every other year in his career, he started slow and picked it up. I like the uh, – I'm just being clear. I like the Tennessee Titans in this one. I think Anthony Richardson is severely overrated. I think Mike Gray will have a great game plan and how to slow him down. So give me the the Titans in this one. I think they win the game by ten. Yeah, I think the Titans are good. I, I see something like twenty-seven ten Titans. I just think they're the better team. Anthony Richardson has four hundred pass yards total. I know he missed one game. They get Jonathan Taylor back. The strength of the Titans defense is stopping that run, and I don't see them being able to pivot to passing the ball to take advantage of that. And I think Kevin Bayer gets get some plays going here on them they, they creates turnover you know and i just they're, they're gonna beat them and the titans seem to always have the colts number in indianapolis especially um so i'm going with the titans i think they're gonna win as you know i said this is the division winner in the nfc afc south i'm sticking with it too tighten up all right let's go let's move on to the next game jory's got her respect she's happy um we got the new england patriots facing the new orleans saints this is a goddamn toilet bowl. Um, sorry, Kyle. I don't mean to be that way, but missing Matthew Judon and Christian Gonzalez. They got JC Jackson back. It looks like he's going to play Sunday. Is that real? I I mean, I could see it. I mean, he, he should know the system. Yeah. They should be happy leaving Staley and the Chargers. You ain't, you're, you're so right about that. I mean, oh, we might see an enthusiastic JC Jackson Sunday. Go out there and cover, JC. You'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, I Brandon Staley sitting JC Jackson after paying him all that money is beyond me. I can't understand how bad of a coach he must be. Yeah, bring him in. We want him. Let's pay him a bunch of money. Yeah, we're we're not going to use him at all. Just sit on a bench. Brandon Staley is terrible. We'll get into the Chargers though. 
I yeah. I'm liking this one. The New Orleans Saints, who just got beaten up by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Baker Mayfield, or the New England Patriots at home, who just got beaten up by the Dallas Cowboys. I, Kyle, you've picked the Patriots every game this season. Have I? I might have, yeah. Picked them over oh, yeah. the Eagles, we'd won. I mean, yeah, I did. Yeah, I guess I have. So let's 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 hear it. Are the Patriots going to win? Or are you going to continue the trend? I'm continuing the trend. Look, I, I mean, I don't know why I've picked them every week because I did say like the first six games or so were pretty tough, and more I think about it's like the first four, and now they have these two coming up where they should win them. Uh, I mean, the Saints have their own issues offensively. I do like what the Patriots defense is doing. I hate that Judon and Christian Gonzalez are gone. But I was I was encouraged by their running game getting going, so I start to see more of that this week. Hopefully, hopefully the Mac Jones noise can be silenced for a little bit, because I do think for the most part he's played okay. It's just that last week was just terrible, so now everybody's overreacting to it. So I'll take the Patriots. I'll take them by, I'll say like by six. Okay, Godfrey, who you liking this one? Man. I- I, I forgot this game was even happening. <laughs> it's it's one of those games. I mean, there's like you're like, oh, who am I excited? Oh, there's nothing exciting. It's like, oh, what's well, football? But I I mean, you know, if Derek Carr is back, it makes a difference. They're favored by one, and he's limited it. I mean, you know, Judon and Christian Gonzalez. I knew they traded for C.J. Jackson. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Saints here, man. I, I you know, I just don't know. If Mac Jones is the guy, I think he's a guy. And I just don't know if the way they got this team set up, it's really going to be able to take advantage of it. I, you know, I know they, they ran into the Cowboys last week after an upset. And I just, you know, listen, man, when you don't have your quarterback as a coach, you know, you might look like you're bad and you're not that good. I mean, look at Belichick when he was in the, with the Browns, right? I mean, and then he went on and, you know, I'm not saying he's not a good coach. I'm not saying that, you know, he was only good because of Brady. I'm just saying it can make a good coach look bad. And I don't know if Mac Jones just has that ability to, you know, drive the ball in key situations. He just he just seems like he's always playing a step behind. So I'm, I'm going to go with the Saints. From 1997 to 2007. Do you want to take a guess on who the number one provider in the world for smartphones were? Motorola. Incorrect. Nokia. Incorrect again. Really? From 1997 to 2007, the number one provider in the world for smartphones was BlackBerry, was RIM. Uh, That would have been my third. Tori just said BlackBerry. Here's my point on that. I think that Bill Belichick thinks that he can reincarnate what he did with Tom Brady, but you can't do that with Mac Jones. They don't give him any elite wide receivers. They don't give him an elite offensive line. He's not an elite play caller. He's not an elite guy that's going to go down the field and make things happen. BlackBerry thought they were better than Apple. Berries before apples. They didn't adapt. Moneyball, one of my favorite lines in the whole movie, adapt or die. He's not adapting. Bill Belichick has not adapted. And I think that this Patriots team is going to continue to suffer until he does. My question is, how long does New England put up with the Bill Belichick error after all the Super Bowls he's brought that team? 
let me be clear. I still think he's the greatest defensive coach ever. Maybe the greatest coach ever. However, adapt or die. Adapt or die. It's it's the difference between BlackBerry and Apple came out with the new technology and these new quarterbacks with, with elite wide receivers and offensive coordinators that are scheming guys open all over the football field. Yeah, and you, tight end set's not going to work. And that's a good analogy because BlackBerry is still really good at enterprise security. They're really good at one thing, right, still. And Belichick is still good at scheming a defense but he's not showing the ability. And listen, let's be honest. McDaniel's a horrible coach, but he was doing that. Uh, he had a lot to do with that offense, right? Oh, my God. Don't get me started on McDaniels. Yeah, I'm going to get into McDaniels again with his cheating. Well, yeah. Yeah, I heard that on there. That, yeah, he's, he's definitely a cheater. But, you know, he's a horrible coach. But my point is, is it, you know, it, I think he's got a guy there that can run a capable offense for him and his new offensive coordinator. I think he, he can be good doing that. The problem, though, is, you need a quarterback, and I just—he's—he's he's not that. I don't think Mac Jones is the guy. I just don't. I mean, I think they got to start looking elsewhere. Well, I keep thinking Mac Jones is the guy. So what they're doing essentially is they're—they're they're trying to replicate what they did with Brady, and they're not going to be able to do that with Mac Jones. Just not. But they, they surrounded Brady with talent, but Brady also was able to elevate. Never surrounded from. Brady with talent. They, they surrounded Brady with talent for two years. Randy Moss Randy and Moss. Wrong. That's it. The beginning of his career, it was David Patton. It was. Uh, Troy Brown and Dion Branch. But they gave him a run game with Corey Dillon. Clock killing Corey Dillon didn't come until 2004. That's true. They but started they, with Kevin Falk. Don't yeah. lie to yourself. Yeah, Kevin Falk. Well, they, that defense was nasty in 01, too, though. You know, That's totally yeah. different. That's the Ty Law defense. And they I agree with you. The Teddy Brewskis. Bro, I, probably, I probably can name more 2001 Patriots than Kyle can. They probably had a, a videotape of the Rams too. I'm just saying, but they, me, me and uh, me and college, I'm just talking shit. You but, probably okay. could, but like, <laughs> yeah, well, listen, Mac Jones isn't going to get a guy like a Julian Edelman on the team that was a quarterback at college and turn him into a player like Tom Brady did. That's not happening with Mac Jones, and yeah. that's the difference here. Hundred percent. I I, 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 however, though, I will take the Patriots because I think Dennis Allen is. Uh, most overrated coach in football. People think he's a good coach. They think he should be coaching. He's not a good coach. He shouldn't be a head coach. He's a defensive coordinator at best, and their defense has gotten worse since he's taken over a head coach. So I will take the Patriots in this one, but I'm letting you know why I was so adamant that Dallas would run the floor, wipe the floor with them, and they did. All right, so next, I, I'm like, the only reason I'm bringing this game up is so I want to talk about a couple things. The New York Giants are traveling to Miami, to play the Dolphins after the beating they took on Monday night. But the reason I'm bringing this game up has nothing to do. We're all going Dolphins, right? Dolphins big. Any Anybody picking the Giants, thinking the game's going to be close? Nothing. Godfrey, nothing? We're good? Dolphins? <laughs> the reason I bring this yeah. up is because, uh, first of all, Daniel Jones' apologists are worse than friggin' uh, – the worse than pol- – politician apologists they're worse than cowboys fans they're wor- daniel jones apologists are the worst sporting oh it's not daniel jones it's the line it's daniel jones and the line been awful watching he threw the ball directly now listen granted i love devin witherspoon i think he's the best corner by far coming out of this draft he's the fourth highest rookie christian gonzalez actually the third highest rate rookie coming out of this draft so far 
based off their first four weeks, but he's hurt. But I think Devin Witherspoon is the best rookie cornerback. I, I, I actually think he might end up being better than Sauce, and I mean that. It's not the point. Yeah. Daniel Jones is terrible. But what I want to bring up is Evan Neal. You want to talk about a bust. Seventh yeah. overall pick, left tackle out of Alabama. He's been tragically bad. And not only has he been tragically bad, let me just be clear. I think a lot of this has to do with the Giants having a terrible offensive line coach. Nobody has a Jeff Stoutland to, to, to develop their offensive line. You know, the first three years, people in Philadelphia were screaming to get Jason Kelsey thrown out of Philadelphia. He's terrible. We can't stand him. Bring back Hank Fraley. I'm not kidding. It's not a joke. Sticky buns. But Jeff Stoutland built that offensive lineup. I don't think the Giants have a good offensive line coach. But with that being said, Evan Neal, after the game, took took comments at the fans. He goes, I'm a lion, and why does a lion have to respond to sheep? What do they do? Flip burgers and hot dogs. Are you out of your friggin' mind, Evan Neal? You know what you're going to be doing in five years? Flipping burgers and flipping hot dogs. Because not, not only are you a turnstile at left tackle, for you to say that in New York media to New York fans, you have no idea how fast they will run you out of town. You're lucky you didn't say that in Philadelphia. Because our fans will throw batteries at you. Just telling you how it is. Listen, I think he was a moron. Completely. Yeah. If I was Brian Dable, I would have stepped right into his ass. I'd have been like, you're lying. What film have you been watching? You might you might be eating hot dogs and hamburgers, but you're not, you know, the dude, like, listen, like, you can't talk that kind of smack when you're getting your ass kicked on the field. Like, I would have well, been like, are you, are you still, times. yeah, are you still in Alabama? Are you think you're playing in Tuscaloosa, buddy? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I would have been, I would have, I would have, I almost would have thought about benching his ass. I would have benched him if they had anybody else to put in. That's yeah, the yeah. worst offensive line I've ever seen in my life. He got sacked 11 times. And they they made, were in the backfield every play. They made a I lot of draft picks. For them. Yeah, they made a lot of draft picks uh, concerning the offensive line over the last couple of years, and it just hasn't worked out. It's the coaching, it's the scouting. But, you know, yeah, man, I, I, Daniel Jones is not going to be successful behind that line. But Evan Neal, like, you can't – you when you've been – if they lost him close games, all right. But they've been shitted on a couple times already this season. And you can't – you can't be throwing your weight around like that. You can't be pulling the barrage. You know, you just can't talk like that. You're not a lion right now, dude. You're a cub. Stop. You know what I mean? Like dudes like that make me laugh, man. You, you can't be like if I was this coach, I'd be like what kind of self-evaluation system do you have? Like I want to watch film with you. Tell me what you see on the film, and I want you to evaluate yourself. You know what I mean? It's ridiculous. Yeah, and and also it's just like. Because you did bring up like offensive line coaches, and maybe think about New England because they had Dante Scarnecchia forever, and that's when the Patriots' offensive line was one of the best. Now they have, you know, they lost in the past couple of years. Offensive lines have had issues. I think the funny thing with Neil is just like, and you know, like you said, Gene, to do that in New York or like Philly or Boston, like you can't do stuff like that. Like if I'm a Giants fan. I would purposely just boo Evan Neal just for fun now, since he wants to talk about boo louder and all this kind of stuff. It's 
it's just a sign of a player who just doesn't get it is probably not cut out for any of this. And in terms of the Giants, there's a name that they need to worry about. David Carr. David Carr was a guy was behind an offensive line. He got hit time after time after time, and it really stunted his growth. And look how we look at how we like remember him now. Kind of a bust. And Daniel Jones, you know, he probably didn't warrant the you know the pick that they took him at, but it's just like I saw that comment. I mean, nah. what, whatever. <laughs> but Gio, I love you. But you know, it's just like I, I kind of feel bad for Daniel Jones because you know it looks like he's trying as hard as he can, but he's just making big mistakes and taking too many hits. We got we got time. I want to do something real quick, and I want to take all hate aside. Okay. And we're gonna play a game of Daniel Jones or. And I'm going to give you guys – we'll go through seven or eight quarterbacks. And you tell me if you'd rather right now going forward – Can we get to put USFL quarterbacks in the mix? No. Okay. Just <laughs> we're going to go Daniel Jones or. And we're going to try to take your hate out of it. Okay? I'll start with an – I think it should be an easy one. I'm going to try to not be a hater here. Daniel Jones or Desmond Ritter? Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones or Mac Jones? Mac. I'm going with Daniel Jones because he has bit more rushing ability. I'm going with Mac. I think Mac has more ability to read a defense than Daniel Jones does. I'm going with Mac here. Daniel Jones or Brock Purdy? You gotta go Brock Purdy. Yeah. Oh yeah, go Brock. Brock Purdy. I agree. Or it's sweep there. Daniel Jones or Derek Carr. Right now. I go Derek Carr. Yeah, Derek Carr. I'm going Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is the youth. Um, he could still get better. Derek Carr is near is in the twilight of his career. Daniel Jones or Ryan Tannehill? I would take Tannehill. Mm, me too. I'll take Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones, this is a, the fun one. Daniel Jones or Will Levis? I'll take Daniel Jones. Um, yeah, I'm taking Daniel Jones. You're taking Daniel Jones also. All Only because right. his girlfriend broke up with him. If I'm his girlfriend go- was with him still, I'd take a Will Levis. I'm going three more, and these are going to get a little bit more intriguing, okay? We're going to go a little bit tougher for Daniel Jones. I've given him the ass of the league. Going forward, Daniel Jones or Matthew Stafford? I, I don't care if Matthew Stafford roll him in a wheelchair. Roll not in a wheelchair behind the line. <laughs> I, I, I might actually go Daniel Jones. Go Matt Stafford. Daniel Jones or Kenny Pickett? Daniel Jones. I, I think Pickett could be good. I'll take Kenny Pickett. I'll take Kenny Pickett also. I'll give you two more, and then we're done. Daniel Jones or Zach Wilson? You guys are laughing. Zach Wilson looked better last night than Daniel Jones. I'm sorry, Sunday night than Daniel Jones looked for a year and a half. And the Jets don't have a really good offensive line either. It's not like they're world beaters, you know, so I. Daniel Jones or Zach Wilson? Man, Zach Wilson because his mom's hot. 
I'll I'll slightly say Daniel Jones, but Zach Wilson's making it a tougher decision. I'll take Daniel Jones. Last one. And this is one, if you know me, you know this is a really tough answer for me. Daniel Jones or Anthony Richardson? I'll take Anthony Richardson. Yeah, I'm going to take Anthony Richardson. Yeah, I'd probably take Richardson. Gio does not like that you chose Daniel Jones over Stafford. Hey, I mean, Gio, that's – look, for me, I think Stafford, I did wonder with the whole – Fusion of the neck and everything, like how much time does he really have? That's the only reason why I took Daniel Jones going forward. It's fair. I listen, I, that's why I put it out there. All right, let's move on to the next game. We got a couple more games to get in. One o'clock hour, Carolina, Detroit. I don't really want to break this game down. I think we all have Detroit in this one. Is that fair? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's we're, we're do, one more one o'clock hour game. This is the best one o'clock hour game. The black and blue division, Baltimore at Pittsburgh. Now the reason I want to break this game down is number one, people are going way too far off the deep end that Lamar Jackson is his new offense and this, this and that because they want a football game versus uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson, who is terrible for Cleveland. Terrible. Going off the deep end. It's like last week when they lost to the Colts, Lamar Jackson sucks. This week, he's the greatest quarterback ever. Like, I don't get it. Pick a side. Like, this is r- ridiculous. And well, then the other say- part. Can you just say Daniel Jones apologists are, are like, terrible? Lamar, Lamar Jackson, Jackson apologists are the worst right now. I agree. Next, well, here's the next part. Matt Canada, the offensive coordinator for the Pittsburgh Steelers, how does he still have a job? And, by the way, I fully subscribe to the Burner account. I 100% believe that the Burner account is real. I don't care what anybody says, how it's being debunked. No person in America has an account like that and is only comments and replies are defending Matt Canada. Like, I mean, Matt Canada's kid? Like, I don't know. But somebody is behind that account that's right. a Matt Canada. There's nobody, like, on there like, oh, the only, the only common denominator for all these bad offense coordinators is Mike Tomlin. I, you know, the Matt Canada thing, there may be some likes to it. Maybe he needs to be fired. But I think this Pittsburgh Steelers fans and that are the type of fan base where they think if they plug someone into their system, they're automatically successful. And I don't buy into that. Watch the game. And Kenny Pickett is addicted to the deep ball. He thinks he could chuck it down the field and he can't. He can't. He thinks he's going to throw out the George Pickens. and He's going to pluck out of the air. That's not going to happen all the time. He's not taking what the defense gives him. He has played awful. Now, the play calling has been awful, too. But the same fans will sit there and tell you that Jalen Warren's better than Najee Harris. Give me a break. They gave Don, they gave Jalen Ward a shot last week, and he shit the bed. If you saw that game, so I guess what? You. He ain't better. All right. Najee I Harris half is better. Said, I think Kenny Pickett can still be a good quarterback. He could be, but he's not playing like that right now. Well, and I, you know, let me ask you a question: Did Trevor Lawrence play good under Urban Meyer? That matters. Coaching no, matters. Me? Yeah, yeah. No, of course not. Your coaching does matter. So, like, if Matt Canada has been the offense coordinator now for a while and it was getting bad under Big Ben and it's bad under Kenny Pickett, what's the common matter? Why wouldn't you get a different offense coordinator in there? He's fine. He's made enough money. Like, I'm not saying to fire him. Let him be a coach of Louisiana Lafayette. I don't care. But, like, yeah. I don't want him to be the offensive coordinator to goddamn Steelers. I want to see what I have. 
I think, um, well, Tomlin doesn't do his guys like that. And that's where I think Tomlin is going to get in trouble with the fan base. Like, you know, listen, he's won a Super Bowl. He's a great coach. I would take him to coach my team. I have nothing against Mike Tomlin. I think he's really good. If Mike Tomlin gets fired, he will be the highest paid free agent coach ever. I hear you on that. But listen, we should know in Philadelphia, we have a guy that people tell us that we were crazy for getting rid of. Yeah, you're right. And Andy Reid. Andy Reid rebuilt the Eagles. How about him a winning that's resurfaced? Yeah. You know the song with uh what's it called's daughter? For Joe Conklin's daughter. That we are never, ever, ever gonna win with Andy Reid. Yeah. You don't remember that song? I remember that. Yep, yep. Oh, you and here's the thing. fire your friends. And now Taylor Swift's dating Travis Kelsey. How wild is that that they remade it? Like the world goes tenfold so fast. It's crazy. And, and here's the thing. If you think about this, like Mike Tomlin's an excellent coach. He'll build you a strong program. I have not I, I would I would hire him in a hot second to start my program. The problem is with Andy Reid, people told us we're nuts and they didn't know him. Right? We knew him here in Philly. He left on his own accord. He had a goodbye speech, right? He yep. said it was time to go. Yep. Andy was the GM here player personnel he did everything okay and he had too much on his plate now in casey he's just a coach and he said i'm back to just coaching and he said he didn't find patrick mahomes their gm did he developed them and i'm going to tell you like mike tomlin might be in that position where he has too much power and he needs to go and go to a place where he's just a coach again because if you're not going to get rid of your guy we've seen it with juan castillo in philadelphia offensive guy becoming a defensive coordinator if you're not going to take a step back and say, all right, I need to make a change here, then you're going to have to go because you're not showing a willingness to augmentate your program to how you sit right now as a team. And if you look at where he's done, has he done in the playoffs? Listen, he hasn't had a losing season ever. I get it. It's awesome. But let's talk about playoff wins and success in the playoffs. It hasn't happened for several years in the Steelers organization right now under Tomlin. I'm not saying fire him. But I'm saying it is realistic because sometimes these great coaches need to move on and go. Look, Belichick had a couple of good years in his first two years in the Browns. Look what happened in New England. Look what happened with Andy going to KC. People think we're crazy for Philly, and I'll I'll die on a hill saying, no, you don't know the real situation in Philly. We Andy had to go from Philadelphia. He had to. He needed a fresh start. His son died at training camp. There was a lot of stuff. That happened in Philly and people who aren't Philly sports fans don't understand that. And I have to say people probably are Steeler fans are probably feeling that too, because Tomlin needs to change his ways and they're just, they're over it. And if he's going to hold on to Matt Canada, that's him. He's dying on that. You're going to die on that hill. Uh, who who you like in the Steelers Ravens game, which by the way, I love this new format that we've been doing where we've been breaking down the storylines with the games um, I think we should continue that going forward. That's that's for us to talk about privately. But who do you like in the Steelers Ravens game? Ravens at Steelers. Steelers are getting four points. I mean, the Ravens should win this game, right? Like, I mean, it, it's it seems like they're they're kind of better team right now, just a little bit, only because the Steelers are struggling right now. But I don't know. The, this whole Ravens offense still worries me. Lamar still relies on his legs way too much. His The arm talent that we were told, oh, just get in the weapons, spread the offense out, and you'll see the real Lamar Jackson. I'm, I'm not seeing that. So I think they're going to play the Steelers into this game, but I do think the Ravens pull it out in the end and probably win by like a field goal. 
So probably he's like some Justin Tucker, like sixty yarder that that wins it for him. I'll is, take it. Is Pickett playing? Is Pickett playing? I'm looking at. I was actually just looking at the injury report right now. Uh, Fryermuth is doubtful. Uh, Kenny Pickett, not on the injury report. Okay. So I guess he's playing. I mean, listen, I, I can't. The, the Ravens. Are he was upgraded, taking off the injury report. He's been upgraded to a full participant, putting him on track to start Sunday versus the Ravens, despite a bone bruise to his knee. The 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 Steelers kind of remind me of the Yankees in baseball. People are like, they should be good. They're the Steelers. They're not good. Let's be real. They are not good this year. TJ Watt's amazing. He can't play quarterback. He can't play the other side of the ball. Uh, Cameron Hayward is hurt. Big piece of their defense. Okay. You could run your you could run on the Steelers when Cameron Hayward's not playing. Yeah. Um, that's why I get this army people about the 49ers. They're like, they boat race the Steelers. They stink. They stink right now. They are not good. And I, as the troubles that Malar, Lamar had, I agree with you, uh, Kyle. I, I've seen it on film. My fantasy team loves that he's still passing Edwards. I mean, not Edwards, um the Andrew. tight end. Andrews, uh, please keep doing that. Thank you, Lamar. I appreciate you. Um, you know. But the Ravens are not going to let them run the ball, and they're going to make Kenny Pickett have to pass it, and he may he's made bad decisions. Now, you want to say the play calling is going to change every week? Maybe it does. Najee Harris, you know, he's playing against a stacked deck. Uh, Fire moves hurt. I, I don't see them having the weapons. You're telling me you're going to run Calvin Austin out there, George Pickens, and Kenny Pickett, and you're going to beat there? No, Ravens all the way, dude. It's not even I, close. I kind of I, – I, well, I disagree. I'm going to take the Steelers out, right? And I'm going to give you my reasons why. Um, Friar move not playing, to me, unwraps one of your best potential weapons on that team. No one remembers, and that's okay, but one of the highest-graded tight ends in all of the country last year was Darnell Washington out of Georgia. He played in the same back, same line as, as uh, Brock Bowers. He's six foot, like, eight or nine, 260 pounds, and runs like a deer. I you got to give this guy is just six seven two sixty four. He's a third round pick for the Steelers, and I'm telling you right now, he's going to start a tight end, and you better watch out because he's going to make some plays, and you just need to throw the ball near him. And he's big, he's hard to take down, he's fast. I think it's a low scoring game, and I think that it'll be a. I don't care when they play, however they play. When the Steelers play the Ravens. It's one of two games. When it's at Pittsburgh, it's a low score nine to six affair. When it's at Baltimore, it's a high score in 38 35 affair. I don't understand why it happens, but the Steelers always seem to have Lamar's number in Pittsburgh. They make them pass outside the outside the numbers, and they really Minka Fitzpatrick seems to always get to him. I, I'm gonna go Steelers here outright. I mean, I can see it. It's it's you know the Ravens are in a position right now where you could be like, oh that's an easy win for them. I just don't see it, and especially in, in within the division, yeah. And they only won last week, like you said, because it was DTR and not Deshaun Watson. I agree. We have um we have a few games. By to the way, work. doesn't that highlight what people were trying to not say two weeks ago? Deshaun Watson is still a difference maker, and you saw it. From the, from how far that 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 team fell without he's him. He's also a difference maker in a sense that he has he has to be out of the game after being cleared. 
Yeah. So he has well, that's Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's uh that sucks too. But you still have a better chance of him on the field. <laughs> we got we got six games left and only 15 minutes. So we gotta start running through. Um Cincinnati Bengals are playing at the Arizona Cardinals. Does Joe Burrow get back on track? Yes. Yes. I think the offense looks good. I think the the Cardinals lose this football game. I think it I don't think it's that close for that matter. I'll take the Bengals in a blowout. Philadelphia Bengals Eagles. Would love what'd you say? Bengals fans would love to see a blowout. I think it's a blowout. I think they look great. I think that Joe Burrow is all the he's starting to talk. And when he starts getting talk and starts getting cocky, I think that you'll start and see real Joe Burrow come out. Um if he loses the game, I throw him on IR and I I I, I sell every piece I can. But that's that's besides the point. Philadelphia is playing at Puka Nakua, Matthew Stafford, and the Los Angeles Rams. Who do you like in that one, Kyle? I like the Eagles. I mean, unless you think Stafford's going to – I mean, Stafford's had a pretty good year, but I think the Eagles are going to start ramping it up even more now and show kind of the dominant team that I figure them out to be. So I'll take the Eagles. I think the Rams cover. Um, I got 34-30 Eagles. I think the Rams move the ball at will in the middle of the field. Puka. I was Puka. about to say that, that that has been the way to attack the Eagles. We saw Mac do it. We saw um, Sam Howell. Sam Howell, yeah. Yeah. I'll take, uh, I'll take the Eagles, but barely. And I know Godfrey also has the Eagles because we just talked about on Birds Deep. By the way, check us out. Godfrey, any any additional thoughts? No, I, I think it's going to be um... – I think it's going to be a game that's going to make Eagles fans nervous and they're going to bite their fingernails, but I do think they're going to win it. Uh, I just think there's going to be a lot of production between the 20s for the Rams. Chiefs at Minnesota, 425 game. I'll go Chiefs. Yeah. Like, I, I, you, I, don't, you I, don't, I can't pick Vikings yet. You guys ready for this? Yeah. I'm taking Minnesota. I took Minnesota too. That's one of my okay. specials. It's one of my picks this week. I have Minnesota outright. I think they win the football game. I think the Chiefs are ripe for the picking with their wide receiver and core. I think Brian Flores will have a plan to slow down the Chiefs' offense. And I think the Chiefs and the Vikings play great offense at home. I, I like the Vikings to win this football game outright. I think uh, Kevin O'Connell is starting to realize that they're going to have to run the ball more. They keep their defense off the field. And I was talking about this with someone last year. If you really think about the Chiefs over the last three or four seasons, they always have one game where you're like, how the hell did they lose that? And a lot of times it's on the road. Colts last year. Colts have done it to them two out of four years at home. And the year before that, it was another team that I can't think of. But you're like, how did that happen? And they lost, and then they won a Super Bowl. In one year, they didn't, but they still go far. And this this smells like one of those games to me because I think they could run the ball on the Chiefs. I know they could pass on the Chiefs, and I just think that they're going to be able to control it. I mean, I, I would take the points. Uh, oh, three points. and a half. Four and a half, yeah. Oh, it's four. And, it's I see three, but it's probably going to it will fluctuate. But I, I'm crazy. That's that's some reverse line movement. So eighty percent of the money is on the Chiefs, and if the spread's moving the other way, Vegas is really trying to get you to bet on the Chiefs. I'll take the Vikings for that matter again. Yeah. Um, Game of the afternoon, and not because it's a good game, but because of all the smack talk coming down. Nathaniel Hackett and the New York Jets and Zach Wilson travel to Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos, Sean Payton, two one and three football teams. Who do you like in this one, Kyle? 
He said it's in Denver. It is in Denver. Broncos country. Last ride. I mean, look, if you're going to get the best out of Sean Payton game plan wise, this has to be the week. After all the trash you talked about, Nathaniel Hackett, he's probably going to want to implement some system. Uh, I'll, I'll go with the Broncos. Maybe this is just me. Last chance with Denver. You know. Yeah, I'll, I'll take the Broncos. And even though Zach Wilson didn't look good last week, I think just for the fact of it in Denver, I'll take the Broncos. Godfrey? Ah, uh, man. Uh, what a... What a shit game. I mean, it's it's got it's got a good storyline. So don't get me wrong there. Um, I'm gonna go, you know, I don't know if Nathaniel Hackett has the cojones, he'd be like, I'm gonna stand up to you. Um, but the Jets got a good defense, man. I, I think they're starting to rally around Zach Wilson. I know, you know, I know traditionally Denver was a hard place to just go in and win on the road. And, you know, so that was unthinkable, but this isn't mile high of old. Uh, this is a different stadium, different regime. You know, Russell Wilson hasn't looked awful. He hasn't looked like people expect him. But, you know, they're, uh, they're kind of reeling there in Denver. I I, I think this is going to be a close, ugly game. Um, You know, total of 43, I think it goes under. And I think the Jets pull this one out on the road. I think they're going to beat the Broncos. I think it's going to be like, a, you know, a, a 20 to 16 type of game. You know, Jets. I, I think this game is a blowout. I got the Jets winning this one 27 to 6. I think the Jets defense is really does that hungry. qualify as a blowout. Is that a does that qualify? I mean for them it is. I think it's gonna be a low scoring game. I think the Jets don't allow the Broncos to score a touchdown. I think it's two field goals. I think their defense scores more points than the Broncos team as a whole. I got a 27-6 Jets. That's a blowout. 100 percent a blowout. Yeah. All right, we got Two more games on the docket. I'm going to skip over one because I want to end the show on it. And I'm going to go to Monday Night Football. Green Bay Packers at the Las Vegas Raiders. What a friggin' shit show of a game this is going to be. Josh McDaniels, who I think is the next coach fired. If it's not Eberflus, it's McDaniels. I think that and the, the, this game's at home. They lose to Green Bay at home on Monday night. I'm telling you right now, the Raider, Na- Raider Nation will be at his front door. I like the Packers in this one. I hate. I, I'm going to pick against the Raiders every game until Josh McDaniels is gone. Um, <laughs> just telling the truth, he's a terrible head coach. Uh, Devontae Adams might not play in this one. He's battling an injury. Jimmy Garoppolo still hasn't cleared concussion protocol. Give me the give me the Packers. I'll take the Love Boat. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take Green Bay as well. Kind of the same thinking of you was like. The Raiders are imploding from the inside. There's there's no way those players are going to continue to play for McDaniels. So I think we'll just continue to, continue to see that in results on the field. I I have liked at times what I've seen from Jordan Love and, and the Packers, and then I feel like they'll just continue that this week. So I'll take Green Bay. Oh, wow. Sunhira Chowrahori wants to know if we want to promote our Apple podcast or Spotify link. He'll promote it worldwide. Thank you so much. Bot Farm, get out of here. Um, and the last game of the night. Or who do you have? Sorry, who do you have? Green Bay, Las Vegas. Oh, Green Bay. It's without a doubt. Without a doubt. Last I mean, game I- of the week. Game of the year. I think in my power rankings, this is team number one and number three in the NFL right now. Okay. 
San Francisco 49ers, number one in my power rankings, versus number three in my power rankings, the Dallas Cowboys. It's in Frisco, rematch of last year's playoff game. Godfrey, I'm going to start with you. We'll go to Kyle, and I'm going to wrap us up. Uh, Cowboys bust their ass, um, and I'm going to tell you why. Cowboy Micah Parsons is going to get after Brock Purdy, um, and I'm going by a game they played last year in the playoffs. If Dak Prescott doesn't turn the ball over, uh, which is an if, you got plus three and a half. They're on the road. I get it. Um, you no know, tra- no Trayvon Diggs, but that pass rush is the best pass rush they faced all year, without a doubt, the best pass rush they faced all year. And I want to see what Brock Purdy does when you have a disruptive line, or you have a guy like a Micah Parsons that can that can disrupt the motion uh, that Kyle Shanahan uses, or make him get off his spot. He's not going to be able to sit back there and pick things off and just throw a ball up in there and have someone go get it. It's not going to happen like that against the Cowboys. And, I, you know, I'm no Cowboys lover or 49ers lover. But, I mean, that offensive line overall year over year has not improved in San Francisco. Don't be fooled by the games. And I feel like Dallas has at least, if not improved, stayed consistent to the defense they were last year. And I think that's the – I think that's the the – differentiator here in this matchup is Dallas's defense. Kyle? I'll, I'll take the Niners. Look, I mean, the Cowboys just seem to find ways to lose to the Niners. You know, with the playoff game, it was them trying to spot the ball without getting to the ref. Time running out. It was the playoff <laughs> game before that. was Dak throwing interceptions. They Look, they built, they built it up because the Cowboys love to relive the glory days of the 90s where Niners Cowboys was the biggest thing in the NFL, but they just haven't shown to be able to beat them when it matters. So I think the Niners pull it out, even though Parsons will probably be disruptive, but I feel like they'll have some counter to it. Maybe like quick passes or something like that. And Dak makes some kind of weird mistake in the fourth quarter to lose it for him. I, I hope this game finishes three, two, <laughs> I, I hate both these teams, but I cannot wait to watch this football game because I love football. I right? hope it finishes 0-0. I don't care what it finishes. I, I, hope, I hope both teams lose. Can we have both teams lose? That's possible. I'm going to tell you what I think is going to happen, though. And man, I feel, like, I feel like that if you clipped some of my shows, you would know that I, you think I'm a Cowboys fan. I think the Cowboys win this football game. And I think they win it rather convincingly. And you hear all the cockroaches, all the Cowboys fans coming out from underneath your bed, underneath the sewer where they belong. And I think the Cowboys win the football game. And I think they beat San Fran. This is a, this is a really tough spot for San Fran. It's a double revenge game. They've knocked Dallas out of the playoffs the last two years. Uh, you can tell during the press conference when they said, is there something, you know, they asked Dak, he goes, you want to piss me off? That's what you're trying to do? That's fine. I I, I don't – I appreciate it. Dallas has had – just like San Fran has Philadelphia circled on their calendar, Dallas has had San Fran circled on its calendar all year. San Fran Super Bowl is to beat Philadelphia in Philadelphia. Dallas' Super Bowl is to beat San Fran in San Fran. The funny part is neither one of those teams will be making it to the Super Bowl. Um, but give me Dallas in this one. I think Dallas wins this one 27-13. 
I think you see Brock Purdy look human for once. I still think he's a good quarterback. I got to give him all the credit in the world, but I think this is one of those games. And last year's playoff game, when you watch these two teams play, Dallas's defense beat up San Fran. And if it wasn't for Dak Prescott turning the ball over at a ridiculous level, Dallas wins that football game. Give me Dallas in this one. I think Dallas wins it. Um, it's 8-12. Any final thoughts before we wrap up for Bears Commanders? <laughs> no, just, um, you know, uh, get your popcorn ready because uh, I, I, I think Monday night is going to be it's going to be a, a slobber knocker, and, I, and, I, and I'm here for it. Come on, Sunday night? No, Monday night. Uh, yeah, no, whenever the Niners. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's Sunday night. I, I just want to make sure you weren't talking about Packers versus Raiders. No, no, you can you can eat a sandwich and uh and put and cook a roast and wake up like, oh, I, I knew how this game was going to turn out. It's whatever. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I'll say is uh, the Toy Story thing was cool. Would love to see some more of it. <laughs> I, I, I caught find myself watching it like it's innovative. I could see the whole appeal for the kids and everything. I saw some TikToks with dads like finally I get a chance to watch a game with my kids there. So yeah. Do some more of that NFL. I like that. Um I'll finish this out with saying I think it's really interesting. Uh, we didn't get a chance to talk about it, but Jonathan Taylor is re rejoining the Indianapolis Colts this week. He has said that he's going to do what's best for the team. He's going to try to win the Super Bowl this year for Indianapolis. Good for him. I still don't think he should play for Jim Irsay, but the Colts should have Jonathan Taylor back this week. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, all you Zach Moss guys that drafted him, I hope you trade him. I did trade him mm -hmm. for Jameer Gibbs and, and DJ Moore. I traded Zach Moss and Jordan Addison. I want to be in that league. <laughs> Um, but with that being said, I did it third quarter last Thursday when Jameer, when Montgomery had three touchdowns and talk about selling high Jesus. Oh, I did it. That's what I do. But, um, Hey, listen, it's been a fun show. love talking football with you gentlemen. Uh, please give us a listen on Spotify, Apple podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. Um, we are wrapping up sideline to sideline tonight. Appreciate you guys joining us. That's D. Godfrey. That's the prince of production of Sports Empire Network, Kyle Edwards. And I'm Wire to Wire Gene. And we are signing out. <laughs>